Good evening and welcome to an episode of the Shot Caller Show. I'm Rich. I'm waking up the roommate. It's late at night. We watch the Utah Jazz <laughs> take on the Washington Wizards. We watch the Hornets get beat by the Los Angeles Lakers. We don't got Robin. I got Kyle. My name is Rich. I'm doing great. How you doing, Kyle? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I, I wish I could say the same about Robin, but you know... He's got uh, some problems uh, that we can't, or that we don't. Robin so. is a Wi-Fi warrior, and he's been defeated by an internet connection, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> if he makes it back onto the show, we will let y'all know. Obviously, you'll see him on the screen. Mm. Uh, if he can't jump yeah. in, well, I mean, maybe he's just salty about his loss in the... Uh... Oh, no, actually, he didn't yeah. lose tonight. Uh, yeah, he, he won in our pick em battle. Whoa. The Jazz defeated the Wizards by more than 10.5, so they covered. No. Oh, is that what's happened? Is that what's no. happening? No, no, sorry. The, he lost the, in the uh, or the Wizards. Yeah, got it mixed up. Got it mixed up. The, sorry, I'm delirious. Yeah, yeah. It's midnight over here, here in Texas. Uh, the Wizards defeated the Jazz. All three of us took the Jazz. If you follow us on Instagram yeah. at Shot Caller Show, and we all took that else. So maybe Rob is just salty about that. I apologize. I apologize. But yeah, yeah. I'm... He he was salty about. He was like, oh man, I I should have picked the Wizards, but. Come on, man. You, you got to make a decision. I'm putting the car before the horse here. Uh, we are the Shot Callers. You can follow us on mm-hmm. Instagram, at Shot Caller Show. On Twitter, at Shot Caller Show. Thank you for tuning in to us on YouTube, searching us up on uh, Shot Callers NBA Podcast. Please like and subscribe. Leave a comment if you like the content. And you can find us anywhere podcasts are bought and sold. That's Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts. Please leave a review. That would be much appreciated. Breaker, Pocket Cast, Google Podcast. Uh, and anywhere else that you can think of podcasts being uh, sold, please email us at uh, shotcollarshow at gmail.com, shotcollarshow at gmail.com. And as I got it wrong earlier, Kyle, I apologize. Washington no. surprised everyone, broke their losing streak, yeah. and shocked the mm. world, beat the number one team in the NBA, the Utah Jazz, yeah. 131 to 122. Uh, we had a huge outing from Russell Westbrook and Bradley <clears throat> Beal. What was the number yeah. one thing that you took away from this game tonight? Uh well Mike Conley was out tonight uh I don't remember exactly why but uh I was thinking I I was looking to see how much this would impact uh uh Utah I, I wasn't expecting much you know I, I I you know Utah's the number one team I I expected them to win this game regardless but uh while uh I don't feel that Conley's presence on offense was really missed that much I do feel like his presence on defense was missed tonight because uh, uh, Westbrook and and Beal, especially uh, Westbrook in the in the first half, you know he started out really hot. You know, 22 first half points and uh, already putting up triple double uh, type numbers. He finished the night with a triple double, but uh, I feel like on defense, you know, Mike Conley wouldn't have locked him up. You know, he he's a little bit too old for that, but uh, he definitely would have made it. A little bit harder. Yeah, I mean, for, Russell Westbrook flew in for a yeah. putback slam, like right off the yeah. right off the bat. You know, first uh, yeah. two minutes of the game, and maybe Mike Conley mm-hmm. can keep from getting that head of steam up quite as much. They did just rest him ahead of tomorrow's back-to-back game against Toronto, so mm-hmm. it was more for rest okay. more than any injury uh, of any sort. But man, mm-hmm. crazy! Donovan Mitchell did as much as he possibly could. Uh, you know, yeah. forty-three points for Beal, like I mentioned, thirty-five points for mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook. Donovan Mitchell had forty-two points for the Jazz. They lost yeah. four out of six in March so far. So pretty yeah. shocking, but they're still, you know, at the top of the league. And you gotta wonder if that's kind of a hiccup, and if they're gonna get back to their to their winning ways. Uh, other notable standouts in the in the uh, in the statistics column uh, being. 
Oh, dang, I just had a review. Joe Ingles. Yeah, tell me about Joe Ingles, Kyle. Yeah, he had a he went out for a career high. You know, when when you hear two guys on the same team going out for a career highs, you expect them to win. But unfortunately, it, it just it was mostly just them two showing up in the scoring department. Uh, Jordan Clarkson, he had a disappointing night. I think it only scored like seven points. Uh, he went like one for eight for for three, and in the first half, like he really struggled. Uh, he he ended up like with three early fouls in 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 the first half, and that put him out off of his rhythm and. Uh, I, I want to point out Washington played like really great defense. Uh, like that was one of the they 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 looked a lot more like a team tonight. Um, yeah, even guys like Howell Neto, he got a steal, yeah. led to a fast yeah. break, uh, dunk by Westbrook. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, you got to appreciate things like that. Getting mm-hmm. getting fast young guys in the open court is mm-hmm. so critical when you aren't great at mm-hmm. you know producing in isolation over and over again. We've seen Bradley Beal get 36 points a night often mm-hmm. for the past like year or two, it seems like, mm-hmm. but it doesn't add up yeah. to winning basketball when it's so hard uh, for anyone else to score when you need to, the rest of your team to put up another 60-something combined and you're not stopping anybody on the defensive end. Getting out on the fast break mm-hmm. on the times that you do get a steal or they do get a turnover, um, your opponents mm-hmm. do, super critical. Uh, and you mentioned that they weren't really scoring much else outside of Donovan Mitchell and... Uh, and uh, and Joe Ingles, Bojan yeah. had two for twelve shooting, sixteen percent from yeah, the field, no threes made. Royce O'Neal mm-hmm. three for five, but he's not going to be a volume shooter. And then even mm-hmm. uh, even Rudy Gobert four for eight, fifty percent from the floor, but like ten points. You know that's not moving the needle. And well, oh, what was that? Uh, the thing about Rudy Gobert tonight, like I, I thought in the first quarter he was going to be a problem for the Wizards because they don't have a, a big guy to really contest him. I mean, they have Robin Lopez. And, hey, man, and that's a Alec- stout dude. He's like the opposite yeah. of Rudy Gobert. Rudy- he's 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 pretty funny. Like I feel like he's falling like every other possession. <laughs> like like he's always like falling, and you know he he gets uh, contact or or he gets a call uh, some of the times, but I just feel like even. Like even like off ball, he's like falling and uh, and his hair just exaggerates. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, too, I was but... gonna say even if he's not <laughs> embellishing the contact himself, his hair yeah. is embellishing it for yeah. him. Like I've got long hair now, I, I kind of understand yeah. what yeah. what what that's like. You know, you just gotta join his long haired brothers, Kyle, and you'll see. You might yeah. get more calls on the court if you uh, go that pro out if you got a fro. But <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Rudy Gobert. I, in the first quarter, I thought he would be a problem. Like uh, I thought he was really uh, controlling the paint. Like getting a bunch of rebounds and and uh i think that's where he scored most of his points in the in the first quarter but after that they really started just like fouling him and and uh nothing else was really going for him like he he was like one or two for nine from free throws tonight so uh but but utah in general they they didn't have a good uh, free throw shooting night tonight uh they uh oh I I don't have the the free throw numbers right here. For but Rudy two for I, ten and then as a team they shot sixteen for twenty eight so fifty seven percent from the from the free throw line which is free points it's in the name mm-hmm. unfortunately if you can't get at least eighty yeah. percent of those out. Uh, compared to Washington which I remember had ten more free throw uh, attempts and they also had a higher free throw uh, percentage so they they uh they had a total of 38 free throws. Yeah, 30 for 38 I, I, for 78% yeah. shooting from the free throw yeah. line. So, so uh, you know, Utah's been in this, you know, little controversy like, oh, small market team, we don't get the calls. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, you know I, the numbers kind of reflect that. But, you, you know, ho- hopefully they, they don't get it stuck in their head where it's like, uh, 
where it becomes like a mental thing where they're just like always getting upset when when calls don't go their way and stuff and uh i feel like especially for uh, uh bogdan right Boyan. this is Boyan. Oh, oh okay Bo- Boyan uh Bogdanovich like he he was a uh, really you know kind of going at the refs I kind of I kind of noticed it I, a lot of calls weren't going his way yeah and like it's so frustrating when you see in the media like a player feels compelled to have an interview saying that we're getting screwed by the refs or Rudy did it to back up yeah. Donovan Mitchell Donovan Mitchell was more outspoken especially after that Philadelphia game where Joel Embiid was yeah. like call a tech on Donovan and yeah. then they called the tech <laughs> but I know because uh, he's just trolling w- which was crazy but um, you know <laughs> you, you, you want to side with them but at the same time there's so many things that you can control outside of the foul game that can secure yeah. the win for you Although I understand the frustration, but just compare him to Paul George, who mm. just got you know worked by Luka Doncic uh, after the Clippers beat the Mavericks on Monday. The, yeah. the Mavericks came uh-huh. around, came back and uh, and got the win. Yeah. Paul George is hitting the ground. Luka Doncic hitting 42 <laughs> points. Like that's wonderful. Yeah. And then he's gonna say, "Oh, I'm not getting the calls." Paul George mm. is someone that's been a, a punching bag, a real punching bag for a lot of guys mm. over the years, especially after the bubble performance where he's hitting the side of the mm. backboard. You know. Pandemic P, <laughs> now playoff P. So if we're going to throw daggers at him for complaining about the refs, we got to throw daggers mm-hmm. at the Jazz for complaining about the refs too. Mm-hmm. As terrible as the refs have been with all the crazy ejections that have seemed mm-hmm. so egregious for throwing the ball at them the wrong way, uh, there's still yeah. a million things that you can control outside of that. Like You can't squander mm-hmm. a season high or a, a season tying high for Donovan Mitchell on a team like the Wizards. You're going to need uh, that you know win in the win column, of course, Whenever you're getting down the stretch run, and you're really aiming to keep home court advantage throughout the Western Conference Finals, or yeah, through the, throughout the Western Conference Finals, or even all the way through mm-hmm. the finals, especially when you have teams like the Lakers, that uh, the Clippers, the Portland Trailblazers, you know, that are going to be kind yeah. of on your heels. <laughs> uh, and Anthony Davis is going to be back in a couple weeks. Like, you know, who knows what's going to happen? Mm. You need these wins. Yeah, I was going to say it's it's not even though. Or it's not like uh, Washington was playing like stellar defense. Like I, I thought their defense was playing or, or was better. But you know the score was you know one twenty two for Utah and one thirty one for Washington. It's, so it's not like they played like amazing. Like like oh they shut down Utah and stuff. Uh, but but I like their coercion as a team. Like it it looked a lot better and and it showed tonight. You know they got a big win against a a good team. Uh. Also, shout out to Isaac Bonga, mm-hmm. which Isaac. Uh, That's how they say it. Uh, oh, Isaac oh, Bonga. Isaac? Mm-hmm. Isaac Bonga. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, shout out to him. He was playing hard, like he was, uh, especially on defense, making plays, getting rebounds. You know, especially when uh, Rudy Gobert's out there. You know, you you gotta fight for rebounds. So uh, he he stood out to me. Uh, but the thing in the game, too, was uh, Donovan Mitchell and Bradley Beal, you know, they both had great nights, but they started out, like, really slow in the first half. Uh, right before the half, like, both of them hit a couple of shots. You know, they, they weren't hot yet, but uh, when the third quarter came around, that's when both of them started, you know, made their, uh, well, what is the phrase? They made their stamp on the game. They put uh, their stamp on the game. Yeah, Donovan. Yeah, uh, yeah. The Wizards put up a few quick points early. I believe a seven, seven two run, mm-hmm. and then Donovan Mitchell put twenty points up in the quarter by themselves. Yeah. Got to within yeah. ten, and then the Wizards mm-hmm. off a couple of turnovers kind of pulled away again and kind of put mm-hmm. it out of reach, and they never kind of got within striking distance yeah. as the as the time went down in the fourth as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so. 
pretty uh pretty shocking result. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's the thing too. Uh, as I went down, or as the game went on in the second half, you know, in the third quarter, you know, you you saw stretches where Utah was coming back, and then uh, Washington was able to pull away again, and then even in the f- uh, fourth quarter, I believe they they were pulling it back, and it, right before they took all the starters out, because they were they were down nine. You know, there's still kind of uh, some sort of, you know, tension because they're like, they're like, oh, if they get a bucket here, they can they can still make it competitive. They can still come back, uh, which I think is is a good sign for Utah. You know, they they didn't quit. You know, they kept fighting and, and trying to come back in this game. But unfortunately, you know, uh, stuff stuff didn't go their way. Uh, I, I have their three point uh, shots uh, right here next to me. Utah shot 48 threes tonight and only made 18. While Washington only shot 17 and only made seven, which is pretty interesting. Uh, uh, Utah, you know, it, they're up there in terms of three-point attempts and percentage, but they were they were really off tonight. And and Washington, like, only shooting 17 threes, that that seems not right. But well, Bertans, uh, who shoots like 10 yeah. threes a game, was yeah. out calf yeah. tightness, mm-hmm. only four minutes played. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russell yeah. Westbrook really leaned away from the threes tonight, which is something I'm always appreciative of when he leans away from those threes. Well, well, in the first half, he was hitting them. And I was kind of surprised. I was like, I was like, wow, he, he's actually shooting them. Yeah, and we, but he only shot five. Like, I'm glad he didn't shoot yeah. seven mm-hmm. and make two. He, he mm-hmm. shot five mm-hmm. and made two. Uh, and then, you know, a lot of things going towards the basket because the Jazz had 17 turnovers. Mm-hmm. you got to take over. You got to take care of the ball. Mm-hmm. Like, ideally, yeah. a team can get 13 turnovers, 12 turnovers, and mm-hmm. feel pretty good about themselves and not giving away too many opportunities, especially when they're live ball like that. Uh, but that's the first thing we talked about when we first started talking about this game. So now that we're coming for full circle, um, I think this is probably the last time we're going to see the Wizards in prime time. And this isn't even yeah. this isn't even prime time. Uh, we didn't even mention we we yeah. usually uh, make the joke that this is outside the NBA because you know we mm. we are NBA players and my name's not Charles Barkley. But this yeah. these weren't the TNT matchups. These were the NBA TV matchups because we had yeah. uh, I guess March Madness is kind of in full swing. Um, mm. So there weren't anything hosted on TNT tonight. We just had to catch the NBA TV play by play. Uh, which was disappointing for me uh, in a, in, mm. a, in one way when we're going to get to the next game. Before we get to the next game, Kyle, anything mm. you have left to say about these Wizards? Uh, not really. I mean, uh, another stat or interesting thing that I have written down here mm-hmm. is in the last eight games, uh, six of them are losses for Washington, and two of them are wins, and two of those wins are against like two of the best teams in the NBA, the Utah Jazz, which happened, you know, just now, and the Los Angeles Clippers, which is like really odd. Like like their 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 losses were like to Sacramento, to you know, not not really that great teams. Uh, but they're out here beating uh uh Utah and, and the Clippers, like which is really just uh I think a testament to their star power, like like they're, you know, Kyle, is Brad, it the star Bradley power? Beal. I mean, they've beaten the Jazz, the Lakers, the Suns, the Clippers, the Nuggets, and yeah. the Blazers. I think people just aren't coming ready to play <laughs> against the Wizards. I think, <laughs> I think that's what's happening. Yeah, I, yeah, that 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 could be a good point. But I mean, uh, hopefully they can just, you know, they when they play games like this against Utah, you expect them to potentially, you know, slot in for for uh, uh, into the play play in tournament um and they could compete there but you know when they're losing these games to weaker opposition it's like 
the Wizards are just like a weird team. I don't know. Yeah, and uh, what we haven't mentioned too much on the last few episodes of our show, for those that don't know, the NBA is bringing in a different format for the uh, for the playoffs, playoffs this year. And they had a preview of it last year, but basically the 7, 8, 9, and 10 seeds in each conference are going to be battling for the 7th and 8th seed in the regular playoff bracket by doing a play-in tournament. So the 7th seed plays the 10th seed, the eighth seed plays the ninth seed, and the winners advance and battle for the mm-hmm. seventh and eighth spot. The top seed needing to win uh, one game, and the bottom seed needing to win two to finalize their place in the playoffs, which can be very enticing for those that were normally outside the playoff bubble trying to get in. The Wizards are 13th in the standings, 15 and 25, mm-hmm. but they're only really just a couple games back of the Pacers in the tenth seed, who are 17 and 22. Um, mm-hmm. So. When you combine that with the fact that the lottery odds for tanking your way all the way to the bottom where the Pistons are, way down at 11 and 29, um, you're not going to catch them. But your odds yeah. at you know the 12th seed or the 13th seed are not very far off for getting those ping pong balls compared to the Pistons. Uh, it's like, why not just try and win? You know, why mm-hmm. not? You know, throw our head in the ring and see if we can get some, yeah. some uh, playoff dollars, some playoff eyeballs from broadcasting, or if by the time June rolls around, we have. A few more fans, depending on what stadium it is, get some gate revenue, uh, which is what the mm-hmm. owners all really want, because it's free. It's a free million, you know, two million dollars a night or something like that. A stat I heard a long time ago. Each time that you have a bonus <laughs> game for the playoffs, just like cash money, mm-hmm. like yeah, I'll take it. Even when you factor in all the payments of everything it takes to run those games, so. I don't think they're going to make a push for the play-in, uh, Kyle. When we start previewing that, I don't think we're going to be talking about the Wizards. But you know, thank you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're probably right. Thank you for bringing that up just so we could bring it up to our listeners, those that might not have been in the know. Uh, and with that said, the playoff hopes are dying. I'm calling it now for the Wizards. Let's move on to some teams that are solidly in the playoff race. They they tease us a lot though. They're like, oh oh, they look really good, but eh, I guess not so. really. This will be the last time that uh, <laughs> they'll be on prime time. Let me let me uh, promise you that they won't be on TNT next week. So in the next game, the Charlotte Hornets, the NBA darlings, Lamelo Ball, Miles Br- Miles Bridges, Etori Messina, the coach. Props to Etori Messina, previous uh, Spurs assistant coach. Take on LeBron James, Frank Vogel, the Los Angeles Lakers in LA. The latest game, mm-hmm. like it was annoying how late this game started. It's a 9:30 start, yeah. but it started at 9:44. Yeah. Like, come on, man! Like, can we get this yeah. going? But that being said, although the game didn't look super close uh, during parts of it, it definitely heated up during the third quarter. The first half mm-hmm. uh, seemed close in the opening tip. You know, about a three-point lead for mm-hmm. the Hornets, back and forth, going back and forth with the Lakers, and then the Lakers kind of rattled off a quick ten-point run. LeBron James yeah. hit a three immediately. LeBron James hit another three, uh, drifting out of bounds from the sidelines. Uh, corner three. Uh, we had contributions from Dennis Schroeder, putback slams from from uh, Montrez. Montrez. Uh, it just seemed like everything was going super well. We had uh, Alex Caruso doing a good job, playing defense, turning the Hornets over. They turned the Hornets over probably eight times in that first quarter alone to the Lakers at three. Yeah. Uh, and they had a 15-point lead going into halftime. Like, it was the uh, the uh, Hornets had, were down 10, and it looked like they were kind of kind of spring back into it. And then right before the yeah. second half ended, LeBron put a three in, LeBron put a two in, and it was a 15-point lead yeah. going into the second yeah. half. And it was like, Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. Uh, followed up by coming out. Third quarter, it's like, man, what's going to happen here? Yeah, uh, LaMelo, LaMelo was not looking happy in that first half. 
he was driving. They were doing a great job containing him, turning him over again and again, deflecting balls, deflecting mm-hmm. passes, deflecting shots. Uh, and then, but but that being said, the Hornets were really driving in multiple drive and kick possessions, uh, drive and kick attempts on on same possessions, getting all the way to the rim for guys like Miles Bridges. Good assist from Lamelo Ball. He got the three point going. He got the floater going. Um, you know, Cody Cody Martin had a two. Had a three, step up three, uh, off the dribble. So like it looked great, uh, mm-hmm. made it close, and then as they kind of cruised through the third quarter, eighty three seventy nine, Lakers four points, uh, you know difference between the scores, and then from then on, like it just seems like they did everything they needed to do to execute. LeBron James had a uh, had a block that was called the goaltend that was total BS. Yeah, he had another yeah, block. Yeah. Uh, you know, mm. saying that previous one wasn't yeah, a goaltend, but it. I'm gonna make up for it yeah. anyway. Uh, mm. and just like, terrific, terrific. Uh, Gordon Hayward missed a horrible two point shot. Like, yeah, he was it, so point yeah, blank. Yeah, he missed the layup. <laughs> um, yeah, he he had an off game, but Lamelo Ball had five fouls, and mm. they kind of took him out all the way up until the two minute mark, where it was kind of out of reach mm. already. And then mm. the uh, Lakers ended up sealing the deal. So, what did you think of this one? Before we go to that, I wanted to tell everyone that. Uh, Kyle picked the Lakers to win this game. They were favored uh, minus seven and a half, so they had to win by eight yeah. to cover. Uh, Robin took the Lakers as well. Rich, I took the Hornets. I thought they would keep it close and look that way, but the Lakers ended up uh, yeah. covering, and you guys have gone up on me in the standings. I've been talking. What do you got <laughs> to say now, Kyle? Uh, I mean, just LeBron, you know, timeless. I mean, well, what more is there to say? You know, it's it's been said a million times. You're gonna hear it on ESPN, Sports Center. You know, everything. You know, LeBron, especially with those two uh, 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 chase down blocks. I mean, it should be should have been two, but uh, you know, he gets up there and it doesn't feel like he's in year 18. But he he came out uh, starting this game like really hot. You know, shooting the ball, he wasn't he wasn't really even looking to get his teammates involved. Like he took over, he took over, and uh, it 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 kind of just stayed that way. I mean, uh, the Hornets definitely made it interesting, especially in that third quarter. You know, coming out of the half, which was really important if they wanted to stay in this game. And uh, I think the Hornets are really fun to watch. You know, uh, you know they're a young team, and and they have a lot of potential in in the future and. Not even the distant future, but just just like maybe like next year or, or the year after that when Lamelo will develop a little bit more and maybe they can uh, uh, develop some other pieces or or add you know make some little changes here and there. But maybe Terry Rozier will stay hot. Like that guy is playing yeah, very well. Uh, He's looking like the mm-hmm. more favorable of the two, comparing Kemba Walker and and uh, yeah and uh, Terry Rozier. <laughs> like maybe Michael Jordan made the yeah. right choice on that one, letting Kemba go. Yeah, Kemba is not mm-hmm. playing very often, and when he is, it's kind of mm-hmm. inconsistent. But uh, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, man. I thought that this game moved. Oh, you were talking about LeBron. LeBron yeah. had an immaculate game. Like me just reading the states, the stats to you won't do it justice. Oh, he... 14 for 22, uh, 4 mm-hmm. for 9 from 3, so 44%. Only missed one free throw, 5 for 6, which is great because sometimes that's a question with LeBron. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, only three mm-hmm. turnovers, uh, two fouls, and you know, positive 7 in the plus-minus column. It seemed like you know, any time that they needed – a score anytime they needed a cutter to put a putback there when Montrez wasn't there, dump off pass. He just literally had his body in the right place at mm-hmm. any time. It wasn't just the fact that he had yeah. the three point shot going. Um, I feel like he really 
deserved a few calls, and that's pretty rare for me to say. He's <laughs> yeah. he's definitely a big whiner. Like you know, when when mm-hmm. uh, when he feels like he should have had a call, he's at the mm-hmm. top of the whine category. Uh, but I really feel like they were holding out on him as far as the whistle goes in this game. Uh, it would have been even better if he gotten the calls that that I think that he should have gotten. Although he did get that clear path after he whined for it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, in mm-hmm. the third quarter, or is that the fourth quarter? But. Man, some uh some crazy stuff going on in this game. Did you see that one uh play where uh I think Lamelo Ball was going down court and then Wesley mm-hmm. Matthews basically r- took him head on, took him to the chest and stole the ball oh, while falling backwards? <laughs> oh, no, I I I think I stepped away for that play. I, I missed that one. Yeah, man. That, that that's not sick. That was in the third quarter and they passed it down to <laughs> yeah. Taylor Horton Tucker uh, and who got it off to LeBron for a flush mm-hmm. and the fast break the other way. Mm-hmm. Lots of fast break opportunities for the Lakers in this one. Mm-hmm. The Hornets were turning yeah. it over like crazy. Yeah, I feel like it got sl- uh, sloppy at, uh, uh, for both teams, I mean, uh, at some points. Like, especially in, in, I think it was like the end of the third quarter, yeah. you know, or they were both turning the ball over like yeah, really they- dumb. Like, mm-hmm. they, they, they couldn't get uh, a... Sh- a shot up to seal the quarter like they both kept on turning the ball over and it was it was just really weird uh uh weird stuff to watch especially from the lakers you know they're they're the more experienced squad you know they have uh, the, their bench is more uh well-rounded and and uh they have more vets so so you, you don't really expect to see that kind of stuff uh, no, you're right. 19 but, turnovers for the Hornets to the Lakers 12, right around the number that I was mm, saying would be really yeah. great for any team that wants to win and have mm. championship aspirations. You got to take care of the ball. Um, yeah. But so many of those turnovers for the Hornets were live ball turnovers, letting the letting mm-hmm. the Lakers go the other way and get an easier basket. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, just like terrific active defense. Alex Crusoe, I got little notes on a bunch of players that happened in the game. <laughs> it's pretty simple. Uh, so I've got one, Alex Crusoe. So solid, so aware mm-hmm. of where he needs to be on the court at any time. Um, if he needs to be on help defense, if he sees an offensive yeah. rebound, you can see him scanning like an offensive rebound opportunity. Um, you can see him scanning to find his guy to box out. You can see him ready to pounce on a double team. Uh, you can see him standing in the middle. I, I mentioned this maybe two podcasts ago. Standing in between mm-hmm. two defenders, waiting to guard the pass, but keeping his eye on his man at the same time. Like mm-hmm. He's yeah. just doing a million little things that make it really obvious as to why any team would want him as their seventh man off the bench. Yeah. And he's not yeah. afraid to shoot uh, most of the mm-hmm. time in big moments. Like, And mm-hmm. he looks cool in the dark headband compared to the white sweatband yeah. that he normally uses. Like the white headband, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it makes him look like he's you know 12 years old out there. It's like AAU ball. <laughs> but uh, with the black one, he looks almost cool. Uh, uh, it helps a little bit, you know, when he uh, shaves his head too. You know, he doesn't have the little the little wispiness. <laughs> so yeah, but uh, he he started out this game, you know, kind of cold. Like he was like missing layups and stuff. But yeah, that's the thing that makes him valuable. Like it's not really a scoring. You know, he can score and it's a plus when he does. But uh, really, his positioning on defense, because you know he's not the biggest guy. Uh, he's more like you know one of the smallest guys mm-hmm. on the court, but his positioning and and uh, effort on defense is like really really makes him valuable, uh, especially to the Lakers. Yeah, you can tell he's really bought in on the scheme. He's really bought in mm-hmm. on on you know taking to heart everything that mm-hmm. that Vogel you know preaches to him in timeouts and in film. <laughs> and you could notice even when LeBron got there you know two years ago, um, mm-hmm. LeBron was immediately bought in defensively, and you don't see him taking. 
you know, plays off, halves off in that sense, the way that yeah. you would see him, you know, with the Cleveland Cavaliers when they were going mm. back to the finals and back to the finals and back to the finals again and again. It was like, man, let's just get through this game and, you know, try to turn on the Jets in the fourth quarter, try to shoot threes and, mm. and you know, blow teams out of the water. He's been on, he's bought in on defense, LeBron is, and so is everyone all the way down the roster, even if they have their own shortcomings. Taylor Horton Tucker, Damian Jones, like, all these guys are, uh, are, are you know, trying their their damnedest out there and it mm-hmm. starts from the top down as, as corny as it can seem and it's on display when you see you know uh caruso doing it uh mm-hmm. and so stop tooting his horn rosier man that guy like him and, and schroeder are very similar in terms of confidence level like yeah they feel like uh-huh. any shot that they're gonna take is gonna go in you never see them pump fake out of you know unsureness they're going to try to go yeah. for a better shot if they need to but they're definitely ne- never, never lacking in confidence yeah never hesitating exactly, exactly. Uh, without a purpose yeah and uh but man what i wrote down for rosier is that guy is a limb flailer he's flailing <laughs> like in a, in a good way like it looks like yeah he looks like everything is is like an extraordinary effort like he's really flying through the lane when he's going up for a rebound you ever jump for a rebound and you feel like you jumped higher than you've ever jumped before yeah and you're like oh yeah. my god yeah. you know that's how he looks yeah. like every time he's going for a rebound dude his limbs are just everywhere uh kind of like kind of like michael jordan used to you know his legs would be going crazy so he'd look yeah. like he's even higher uh mm-hmm. <laughs> rosier's got that going but with his arms like it's just it's just everywhere <laughs> pretty crazy so that's what i got for him i got schroeder is a bucket that's what i wrote down that guy yeah, for sure. feels like he can score from anywhere that's not three feet behind the three-point line. Like he's got a he's got a mid-range. He's got a little floater that it c- can go in sometimes. He's got a reverse, and he can get you know to the rim for you know just a lay-in because he's got the speed. We've known he's fast ever since he yeah. was in Atlanta. So I think what a pickup. He went over to the Lakers and said, you know, I'm a starter. You know, and that was their addition after they had some losses mm-hmm. um, the year before. So I was kind of unsure how that was gonna go, but. It's looking terrific, and it's it's like Robin said before. Like without Schroeder, the Lakers are a different team. We miss you, Robin. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Robin, to give us uh, a stank no, face when we say when we say yeah. dumb stuff. <laughs> yeah, uh, but no, yeah, uh, Dennis uh, Schroeder. He especially when LeBron isn't on the floor, like he he really shows his value there as well. Like because when LeBron's off the floor, you know, uh, kind of the past problem with other LeBron teams, I guess mostly the Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, when LeBron goes out, you know, everything goes quiet pretty much. But when Schroeder uh is out on the floor, uh like he helps lead the team, you know, control the pace, you know, get guys to where they need to be. Uh so uh and on top of that he plays great defense as well. So uh putting him on the opposing point guard and, and makes them have a hard time shows how valuable he is to to this team, especially when they're trying to go back to back. Yeah, man. I had some general questions. Uh, you, you brought up uh, that LeBron, you know, was on the bench and that's when Dennis Schroeder, you know, comes into play for a lot of importance, which is true. But mm-hmm. I just had a question like, why do you think that, uh, at times, you know, when they need sets going, Gordon Hayward didn't have it going in this game. He shot, yeah. Really terribly, mm-hmm. but some of a lot of the action, of course, starts with Lamelo Ball being so talented. But 
I just wonder why uh, the Hornets don't run more action where they're going to get multiple players involved in the play. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't have very big guys. You know, Miles mm-hmm. Bridges and P.J. Washington's pretty tall, but just not a lot of pick yeah. and roll. And I know that, mm-hmm. that uh, from seeing some of the Australian basketball that Lamelo played when he was playing, he knows how to never get the pick and roll. He knows how to snake it, and they just don't seem to get a lot of uh, action going that can create mm-hmm. mismatches like that and get, you know, movement going behind the play a lot of it starts on the perimeter and you're waiting on guys to drive and kick and that did work but sometimes you need to manufacture some distance or some mismatches mm-hmm. to get some easier stuff going but then but then at the same time they toss the ball into Bismack Biombo for a post up like where how did you think that was going <laughs> to work like it was a turnover like immediately like i got i got a little you know thinking emoji right there you know uh in the notes uh so i just i don't i don't get it sometimes so i give uh, Messina his props but you know, sometimes you got to manufacture some points for yourself and not rely on the yeah. athleticism. Yeah, no, I was going to say, uh, I think uh, one of the standout points for the Lakers was points in the paint. Like the the Lakers had a lot of points in the paint and it shows uh, when the Hornets don't have a really that much size uh, on the court. Like they're, they're missing. I mean, they have Biombo, but other than that, you know, they're kind of lacking. Uh but but I do like you know they're they're pretty loaded at the guard position. Uh, I think uh, it showed during this game, but they're getting some development out of out of their wings as well. But you know their center position is is definitely the the weakest for sure. Yeah, and uh, and like you would think that uh, <laughs> just from the start of the game, I was like, <laughs> is Cody Zeller about to like dominate this game? That dude came right <laughs> down the lane and, and dunked it like it was air, Cody. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw, that. I saw. I was that, like, yeah. who is this guy? Like he's balding. <laughs> like he looks like he looks like Caruso's gonna look in like, ten years, you know? Even though they're yeah. not very far away in age. Um, mm-hmm. So <laughs> I thought that was uh, I thought that was pretty crazy. Uh, yeah. Man, Matthews cannot get a hit a bucket to save his life, as far as the uh, the the Lakers are concerned, which is pretty concerning. What, Wesley Matthews. Wesley Matthews. I mean, yeah, he had a he had a couple makes, but yeah. he had an air yeah. ball three, man, and like he's been kind of in a in a slump over yeah. the past few weeks. And mm-hmm. this is nothing new. I mean, I watched him a lot when he was on the Mavericks, and I was pretty frustrated a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. The arrows mm-hmm. were not flying in this mm-hmm. game, or at least not to the target. Yeah. So he had like one arrow. Yeah, he had one arrow, but that's yeah, not what yeah. you want going into the stretch mm-hmm. run, going into mm-hmm. you know the playoffs where you got to rely on someone big. They wanted Danny Green for that last season, and mm-hmm. while he did come up in some moments, not as often as they wanted, and this might be going down the same path. So kind of makes you wonder. Yeah. Um, Malik Monk. Pretty, pretty oh, equivalent. Yeah, I'm bouncing around to uh, both teams now. Malik Monk, mm-hmm. 0 for 4, didn't really make a stamp on this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, committed committed some fouls. Um had some turnovers that I don't really understand. Just kind of a minus, but he's a young player. Maybe he'll figure it out. Devontae Graham, mm. uh, three for eight from the field, three for eight from three, all three pointers. That's yeah. not surprising. Yeah. He made a stamp on the league, uh, I think, last season when he came out really hot to start the season and it kind of disappeared uh, afterward. But uh, the Hornets should probably flex into some more national games as the year goes on, especially if they stay mm. in the playoff hunt, especially if. Uh, you know, Lamelo Ball is gonna keep on playing and performing this way as he makes his rookie yeah. of the year case. But uh, just, uh, I wonder how they're gonna develop as the year goes on. So do, do, uh, now that Anthony Edwards just dropped this, uh, his career high forty-one points, uh, do you still think 
Or who who do you have for rookie end of the year? Uh, I, I mean, I think it's easy to go with someone that's been putting up highlight plays for a long time. Ever since that, uh, yeah. Lamelo was turning over the ball a lot uh, at the beginning yeah. of the season, and his coach was saying, "I can't start him." You know, uh, he's yeah. committing too many mm-hmm. too many turnovers. Uh, staying on the bench, and then when finally about maybe one month into the season, month and a half, six weeks, um, Terry Rozier went to the bench with injury, and then they had to start him. He kind of made his breakout game. And then they had to insert him to the starting lineup. So just because he's had a longer track record of kind of showing out, whereas at the beginning with Anthony Edwards and uh, and James Wiseman on the Warriors kind of going back and forth, disappearing from yeah. the limelight, um, mm-hmm. Labello's been there the whole time. I think that's going to stick out in, in voters' minds for sure. So. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right but there. But that dunk I, I think it's... that Anthony Edwards had is very convincing, and that does stick out <laughs> in my mind. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're you're not forgetting that anytime soon. But yeah, yeah, no, I I think you're definitely right there. Uh, but he's it's. I think as the season goes on, it's probably going to be it's it's probably going to get closer and closer, especially if uh, Anthony Edwards keeps keeps up the the scoring pace that that he's doing right now. Yeah, for sure, man. Well, as this this game one, uh, I know I said that LeBron was getting screwed on the calls. But you were mentioning that this game wasn't all that enrapturing for you, that you weren't super entertained. Yeah. Uh, why yeah. was that, Kyle? I don't know. It, it kind of just went as I expected. Uh, you know, the Hornets didn't make it, like, super easy. They they played their own style uh, of basketball, you know, pretty fast-paced, you know, uh, shooting threes, uh, things of like that. Kicks, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, but you know the the Lakers veteran savvy just just held it together. Kyle, you know, man, played Kyle, great defense. You're focused on the destination, man. You got to enjoy the yeah, ride. Yeah. I was yeah, watching. Right, I right. was watching, and I said, "Man, I'm really enjoying this." There weren't a lot. There weren't too many foul calls. You know, overall, mm-hmm. I thought the flow of the game was pretty great. Uh, I thought that yeah, the Hornets got dug into a hole. I was like, I wonder if they're going to come mm-hmm. back. I texted you guys at halftime. I said, this game's yeah. not close. It's a 15 point game, but I'm really enjoying it. I thought that it was yeah. great seeing mm-hmm. Lamelo hit his head against a brick wall time and time again, then break through it and seeing these yeah. young guys. Just the kind of the clashing of styles I thought was so interesting. Mm-hmm. Despite the outcome of the game, eventually, I really really mm-hmm. enjoyed it, especially for the pace of the game and how how long. Outside of that one uh, clear path review that took like 10 years i thought the pace of the game was great basketball is supposed to be be the fastest of the four major sports and it felt like it tonight so if the Mm -hmm. refs can hurry up and get their act together um, (laughs) yeah like for real set the tone of the game where you can allow some physicality so that you know we don't get a million foul calls at the end of the game um i think other games that go this way especially when the talent's more you know more even I think it should be this way. I think this was a great showcase yeah. on NBA TV. NBA TV never gets a good game, and I thought this was good. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was gonna agree with you there. Like, uh, there were some points of this game when, when they were uh, trading fast uh, break buckets. You know, both of these teams can uh, uh, get out there and and run. And there's at one point, I, I can't remember if it was like in the second quarter or the third quarter, but they, they were literally like fast break layup, mm-hmm. and then. Outlet pass, cherry picking, yeah, uh, yeah, attack, yeah, attacking the basket for another fast break layup, and it went back and forth like that a couple times. And then there are other times, you know, like how we mentioned earlier, you know, they were making dumb turnovers mm-hmm. and slow down the game a lot, like going back and forth, and 
you know, reviewing calls and, and stuff like that. But other than that, yeah, I I think you're right, yeah. Well, that's all I got on this one. You got anything to add mm-hmm. before we look ahead to next week's games? Uh, I guess I, I wanted to poke fun at Kyle Kuzma again. <laughs> what you was, got? Uh, he's doing the thing where I, I think I talked about this uh, last time we covered a Lakers game, but he did the thing again where he's like, he'll make a really smart player, a really good decision, and oh. he'll make like a tough bucket. Uh-huh. And then the next couple of possessions, like he'll make a really dumb play and turn the ball over, take a dumb shot or, or whatever. And uh, sometimes it'll be vice versa, but uh not now that i had that in my head and i watched him play like i i kind of feel like he makes a dumb play like when he gets the ball and he doesn't immediately take action mm-hmm. if he oh, gets the so ball you're saying if and, he goes immediately yeah. it's going to be a good yeah. decent read yeah but if he takes mm-hmm. the time to think it's going to be like a turnover yeah. or something negative yeah 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 because i would see like sometimes or the first thing I noticed, like he would catch a pass from LeBron and then uh, he was open and he could have shot it, but he like kind of hesitated and then uh, tried to make something happen off the dribble and he passed it to like Schroeder or somebody and they had to force up a, a tough shot. Uh, so I thought that was, you know, that was kind of evident. But then there were other times when he would catch a pass from LeBron and he would make another immediate quick pass mm-hmm. like to, to the cutter or he would uh, take a quick shot or, or attack the uh, the closeout and uh, good good plays came out of that. So so I, I just feel like uh you know as long as he's attacking and and making smart decisions and reading the defense properly like like I, I think uh or like like right when he catches it then then he'll make a good decision. If if he's not doing that then he should look to get at somebody else. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, I just remember that one fast break where you kind of did a, a spinning backwards pass yeah, back to LeBron. To LeBron yeah. And it was great yeah. to see on the replay. It looked a little yeah. a little showtime, yeah. if, as corny as that yeah. sounds. And then it was, yeah. it's always fun yeah. whenever something really cool happens and you see the, the players on the bench and LeBron like looking at the video board trying to look back mm-hmm. and, and see how fun it was. Mm-hmm. Those are some of the yeah. best moments for me. Uh, mm-hmm. And on that note, I think that's a good uh, ending point. It's pretty rare that I watch a Laker game and I and I had this much fun at the end of it. <laughs> a lot of times I get, yeah. I get uh, I get frustrated with the uh, with how easy it can be for those guys sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, so next week let me pull up the schedule. Uh we will be in our last week of our pick'em for March and whoever the loser is, I believe now Robin and I should be tied uh for last place. You're ahead of us I think by yeah. maybe a game. Uh yeah. we'll see what happens on the next week. Uh, let me find next Thursday, uh, since I lost both tonight. Uh, and today is the 16th. Today's the 18th. What is time? You, you, you want to know what I think? What a good punishment would be? What? It, Let's hear it. I mean, we 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 probably couldn't do it, because uh, <laughs> cause it would it would take too much time, or it would probably be, you know, maybe a little expensive, but uh, do you remember earlier in the season uh, Jalen Brunson lost the bet to Luka and he had to wear uh, a jersey that said uh, uh, Luka's son Luca's on it? Luka's son? So, yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like it would be, it would be funny if, if uh, the loser had to wear a jersey like that or something. I mean, I've got a I have a old uh, Marion I think I might have a Marion Barber jersey in the an old cowboy uh, <laughs> in my closet right now. <laughs> Uh, I mean, we could just put some duct tape on that thing. 
uh, you know, <laughs> like they do whenever a player switches teams. Yeah. But March 25th mm-hmm. uh, should be the last week of the Pick'em. 7.30 or 6.30 Central Time, uh, we have Portland uh, versus Miami, in Miami. So that should be a terrific one to watch. Uh, that, oh, yeah, that, that'll be fun. Yeah, that'll be, that should be, is that national? Hold on. And then the second, the nightcap will be Sixers Lakers. Man, I hope Ooh. that uh, I hope that that one gets to be with Joel and Bead back. But he's missing multiple weeks, so I don't think that's gonna happen. Yeah. Dang, man. Get, yeah. Get, we'll see say, say, yeah. I think uh, Anthony Davis should be should still be out too because they extended uh, him staying out for for a little bit longer for a couple couple more weeks. Oh really? Yeah. Davis. Is that what you said? Or Embiid? Yeah, 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 Anthony Davis. And I'm just double-checking yeah, the so, uh, national games real quick. Yeah, so, I mean, I think it'll be interesting to see, uh, to watch that uh, Sixers-Lakers game, uh, you know, because I'm sure some people would say, you know, potential finals matchup. Uh, but At least uh, they could I, meet up in the second round or the third round. You said Lakers. Uh, you said Sixers. Oh, Lakers-Sixers. I thought you said Miami-Sixers. Yeah. Sorry. No, I'm tripping. No, no. I'm tripping. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lakers Sixers. Yeah, potential finals matchup, and uh, uh, I think if they're missing both Davis and Embiid, then you could still see. Kinda, you're you like, know, oh, it's even. Equi- it's a little yeah, bit more equi- even, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. If Tobias Harris keeps shooting the way that he's been shooting, and Ben Simmons, I mean, how good of a job could Ben Simmons possibly do on LeBron James? You know, like, mm-hmm. is there a cap as to how much you can really slow him down? As much as LeBron mm-hmm. really knows about the game and how to score and how to work the officials, yeah. like. Yeah, and he's got the touch from almost everywhere now, depending on the night. Like, I wonder. Um, yeah. The only thing I hope he, is that Ben Simmons doesn't wreck up like three quick fouls, and they got to put him on someone mm-hmm. else or something like that. It'll still mm-hmm. be, you know, still playing by committee. I think they'll try to put Tobias on him, but Tobias Harris has not been able to guard LeBron in the past. Like Ben Simmons is, is your only hope. It's like Star Wars. Ben Simmons. What about save us? What about uh, one of one of your favorite players? Uh, the rookie, or I mean, I guess he's not a rookie. You mean Matisse Thybul? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's still too slender, man. Like, all he can, the best thing that he can do is chase LeBron, you know, after the pick and roll, like trying to get his pick pocket from behind, um, mm-hmm. or be a help side defense, maybe a, a double team that LeBron somehow doesn't see coming. He's seen every double team in the mm-hmm. book. Like, I don't think Matisse yeah. is going to come up with new ways to double team him, <laughs> as mm-hmm. good as he is with his instincts and his length. Um, so... That's uh man, I'm ooh, I'm excited for that one. Ooh, and yeah, this the late yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, next week seems pretty exciting. I, I think I'm looking forward to uh the the Portland uh Miami di- game because it's got you know two of my favorite players in there, Damian Lillard and Jimmy Butler. Yeah, so. and I'm excited to watch Jimmy Butler play or not Jimmy Butler, Damian Lillard play not at midnight because he's always you know it's always a yeah. Portland game and it's yeah. always so late, yeah. but this time they're in Miami, mm-hmm. so uh, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that too. Man, that's terrific, man. Yeah. All right, let's hurry up and end this episode so we can get right to the next one. Man, I wish yeah. we could just fast forward time. Um, <laughs> cool, cool, cool. I got to go to sleep early. I'm getting my vaccine mm. in the morning. I'm, I'm looking forward to oh, that. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah, man. Yeah, and I, I I need to look into when uh, I can get vaccinated and stuff. Availability is opening up for Americans everywhere. Everyone stay safe. Continue yeah. social distancing. Disinfect surfaces. Uh, keep you know your masks on. And I'm going to continue to do so, even though I'll be, mm-hmm. you know, getting vaccinated here in the near future. I'm taking the two-dose vaccine. Um, and, uh, yeah, so with that, I want to do a little housekeeping. Where can the people find us, Kyle? Please let the people know. 
they can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Shot Caller Show. That's at Shot Caller Show, not the Shot Caller Show. Uh, and then you'll also be able to find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere you uh, you can find podcasts. And then you can also find us on YouTube at uh, Shot Caller Show. Uh, you'll be able to find the links links for YouTube and in, in our Twitter and uh, uh, our Instagram, I believe, because it's a little bit tricky with the YouTube uh, algorithm sometimes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, looking up Shot Callers, uh, but yeah. Uh, Go to our Twitter. You'll be able to find everything there. Terrific, terrific. Thank you, Kyle. Yeah. So for Robin, who's not here, we'll see him next week. For myself, for Kyle, we are the Shot Callers, and we will see you guys next week. See ya.